Set your faces to fun and hold on to your buns. Let's talk Star Trek, the next generation. With Charlie and Megan, shut up, Wesley, you're dumb. So come on, set your phasers to fun. Welcome back to Set Phasers to Fun, everybody. Hey, can we just take a minute right at the beginning and say that Tony Thaxton is totally charming? Isn't he? He's a charming fellow, and he was the guest on our last uh, podcast, and he was delight. I thought so. Oh. And he knows less than zero about Star Trek The Next Generation, and still managed to be an excellent guest. That's true. And, and we have, we have uh, uh, evangelized to him. We have witnessed to him. And now he has knows more than he did before. That's right. He has he's learned the the true word. Um, he's passed it on. You might be noticing Megan is not uh, doesn't sound like she's screaming into a, a hurricane. <laughs> and in a tin can at the bottom of a well where Charlie has pitched me in frustration. <laughs> um, <laughs> she has a new microphone, courtesy do, of you guys of the show, of all First your generous donations. It's it's uh, half the size of my face. So it's a pleasing globe shape. Uh-huh. Like, my face is a pleasing globe, only it's like a, like half that size. 50% Megan globe face size. Right. <laughs> and it's called, I'm, gonna, I'm just a little um, marketing, it's called a blue snowball, because it's the shape of a snowball, but ironically not blue. It's black. They could have called it a black snowball, but that sounds like a snowball from, like, that's death. A death-covered snowball. And it sounds dynamite, even not... Even listening to it live sounds dynamite. Boom! There, I even just tried to spike it, and it was like, nope, we won't, we shan't be spiked by the likes of you and your booming. Um, We're blue snowball. Hopefully. We got it. Hopefully this will reduce the amount of uh, time in between episodes, because I won't need to spend (laughs) weeks uh, lowering Megan's cackles into a range that human beings can hear. Y'all, I'm irrepressible. I'm irrepressible. That's what I cannot they call be repressed. <laughs> Somebody tried to repress her. She said, uh-uh. "No thanks." No, I'm the Gilbert Gottfried of the Midwest. <laughs> That's what many people say. <clears throat> they're like, "What's that sound on the wind?" And those people are in Oregon, and they're like, "What's that wind sound?" And they'd be like, "Oh, it's just Megan recording a podcast, but way over in Iowa." But it carries. That's right. She carries. Uh, it's able to bounce off of the flat earth there and just reverberate around true. the nation. Um, Megan, we put out the call for listener yes. questions, and boy, did our super listeners and Admiral Club answer the call. So outstanding. Let's get right into it and set our phasers to listener mail. A guy in jail, Christian Bale, a girl named Gail. You never know who's gonna ride in, so set your phasers to listener mail. It's still I'm good. Still delighted. Right? Oh, apologies. First of all, thank you, Jason Cassidy, for notifying me that I outputted the episode with only Megan Gokerty's uh, yelling initially. <laughs> we call that a best of episode. That's right. Burn! Oh. <laughs> uh, but it got fixed pretty immediately, so if you haven't checked it out from your initial download, you might want to re download. If you ever want to know what it's like at my house, if you want to be like, what's it to be like as a fly on the wall That's at right. house, pretty much just listen to that version of the podcast, because it's just me talking and cackling to myself, really, for about an hour. <laughs> I love pickles! 
Also, a little inside information about the last show. Uh, our microphones in Los Angeles dropped out at one point when Megan had just brought up tubular bells. We were fiddling around with the microphones and had unplugged our headphones and were doing various audio things while Megan went on a four-minute rant about <laughs> the composer and performer of Tubular Bells, whose name is... Mike Oldfield. Mike Oldfield. <laughs> um, and it wasn't so much... I'll, I'll put it out one day. It wasn't so much a rant about it. It was just a... It was like an impression of part of a song... I was really feeling it. Uh, I was in a zone. And I wanted to put it in. It just, we were running long, A, and B, it didn't, like, I would have had to do voiceover for five minutes explaining what had just happened and why <laughs> this is happening to me. Why anyone would allow me to talk about Mike Oldfield for four minutes straight. But I hadn't thought about it. And with no context. Like, I wasn't even, there wasn't even, even any good context. It was just me speaking from my heart, my heart truth. That's right. About Mike Oldfield for four minutes. And what's in the, in the, in the bottom of Megan's heart truth is prog rock. <laughs> Late, mid, <laughs> mid-90s prog rock. Um... So, our first reply comes in from Mr. Jason Cassidy. Admiral's Club. We have some more surprises in store in that vein in just a moment. Uh, Megan Gogarty writes in and says, My audio is so loud it intimidates the other audio feeds. It's a bludgeoning. <laughs> I don't want to keep harping on this, but it's true. It's true. Um, boy, Jenna. Admiral's Club. She agrees with Tony Thaxton. There's some bad fake playing of instruments on TNG. She also says, I can't wait for the behind the scenes of Corn Off the Husk with music by Revenge of the Synth. <laughs> uh, which I think we're all looking forward to. We are. I'm, I'm sure. I think some Broadway people are interested. They're sniffing around some venture capitalists. Maybe we'll hear about that later in a listener favorite segment. <laughs> Brystopher! Always good to hear from him. Admiral's Club. <laughs> um, <laughs> he writes, I really enjoyed the Nightmare Before Broccoli episode, you guys. <laughs> but it's beginning to look a lot like Kronos is clearly the best. Yeah, oh, Bryce you've, you've done it. That's gorgeous. You've done it. Take a victory lap, yeah. sir. Uh, it's beginning to look a lot like Kronos as it could. <laughs> now, here's a question. Why do they... It's It's got a name. Why do they call it the Klingon homeworld so much? Right. Why don't they call it whatever they call it? Kronos. Grab, yeah. Kronos. Who knows? Good, good question. Probably for the people who aren't paying attention. Probably. Probably. They're like, let's go to Kronos. You mean the Klingon homeworld? Yes. Right. That would be like if you were like, hey, let's drive through Iowa and keep going. And I'd be like, but that's that's Megan's home world. Uh, You're like, yes, but there's nothing to see there, so we're going to keep going. Like, it would be like that. Um, I like that they give a cursory effort to kind of cater to non-nerds. Yeah, they did, like a little hat tip. Like, yeah, you yeah. two could join in. Right. We're accessible. Bryce Fur also asks... Um, what's the worst Barkley episode? And why is it the one where he reduces the women to holodeck sex robots? <laughs> Answers in the question. That's right. <laughs> um, that one is an interesting one. 
that's a terrible thing to do. And it's we're we're moments away from it happening in real life. It's true. Um uh, the worst episode? I don't know. I think that Sherlock Holmes episode of Barclay is pretty bad. If we're just talking about the episode, not his sex, sexual assaults. Uh, yeah, that's true. Um, the one with, with a, when Barclay turns into Superman, that's pretty cool. Yeah, when he becomes the big brain yeah. that is connected to all the other things. Yeah. He's like, but I'll do all your thinking for you, humans. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's a good one. Barclay makes a good supervillain. Because he has that whole sympathetic origin story. Yeah, it's a little Superman 3-ish. Yeah, it's good. It's good, I dig yeah. it. Um, and then he... <laughs> then, uh, Josh! Whoa, we haven't heard from Josh in a minute. Still. Admiral's Club! <laughs> Josh writes in, on the back of uh, Brystopher's... Uh, question: What's the best Sparkly episode, and why is it the one where he becomes superhuman and merges with the ship? <laughs> um, asked and answered already, Josh. Boom! Answer in the question. I love that giant head at the end that just kind of appears yeah, on the bridge, great. the old man. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. It's like Dumbledore on acid. That's right. Um, it's like hippie Dumbledore. Dumbledore... At what's that place that everybody goes and does the drugs and gets naked and runs around and they have the giant art project? Harry Potter World. (laughs) 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 I walked right into that one. Is that not it? (laughs) Um, I think you're talking about Burning Man. I uh, I was talking about Burning Man, but I like your answer better. Uh, Look. I mean... Let's vacation together sometime. Jesus. <laughs> Our captain needs a vacation. Josh, also, the boy, this is a big question. How about best slash worst episodes of supporting not main cast characters? Guinan, oh. Q, Loxana Troy, and Barkley. And now Josh answers all his own questions, which I feel like is... You're edging into co-hosting. <laughs> and I don't care for it called Admiral's Club, not Admiral's You Live Here. That's right. Do you want our input or you just want to talk into Twitter? (laughs) Listen, there's a rigorous process to determine who gets to host a podcast. That's right. It's a very difficult... That's right. There's a test, an exam you have to sit for. Like, they don't just get anybody a snowball microphone. That's right. So, I think Josh, (laughs) Megan, feel free to overrule me, but I think as a as a reward slash punishment, we're just going to say you're right or you're wrong about these suggestions <laughs> that you've thrown out. We're not going to offer any analysis. I'll try my hardest, but it's so hard for me to not opine. Okay. I'll do my best. Uh, Q episode. Best, loses powers, becomes human. Worst, first episode. Correct. Correct. Guinan, best, first encounter on screen with Q. That's not an episode, so you've already ruined your own... Um, set of rules <laughs> where she raised her hand seemingly to defend against him the sass and snark she gave him sass and snark okay I'll, I'll take that as you we've said that on the show before that's uh, true when she stabs him with the hand yeah. in the back of the hand with a fork yeah come on same, fork stabby Guinan's my favorite guy. same Guinan. episode as Guinan as Q's best episode worst when she and Captain McCard were changed to their 12 year old selves uh, agree with best Disagree with worst. 
Yeah, I, I agree with Charlie. I don't know what the worst is, but it's not that. Of course you know the worst is, Charlie. The worst is the one where she goes and she becomes best friends with Mark Twain. Right, sure. And everyone's like, I'm best friends with Mark Twain, and we're all going to pretend, like, it's fine. Like, the, the whole Mark Twain thing can get flushed down the toilet. <laughs> yeah. What's that sound? Well, well here, here I am in my folks of wisdom and my big hair. I'm Mark Twain. I'm Samuel Clemens. <laughs> That was my impression also, of Mark Twain getting flushed down the toilet. You're going to do Mark Twain, but you're not going to get Hall Holbrook to do that? Come on. Get out of here. What are you doing? Get out of here. Uh, you're not serious about You're not serious. Twainery. This is a half-assed thing. And if Hal Holbrook wants a little bit more money, you give Hal Holbrook a little bit more money. Come on. You can handle it. This is a season, what, six? Like, we're late in the game. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. You got it in you. Then you do the episode in the turbo lift that costs nothing, and then you... Come on. Make up the thing. Come on. You know what? I bet they did ask Hal Holbrook, and Hal Holbrook is like, I'm not going to bring my sterling Mark Twain impression to this piece of trash. Like, what, are you kidding me? Yeah, probably. And that's been berating a 30-year-old TV show. (laughs) (laughs) Megan and Charlie. Uh, Luoxana, um... Best, about to get married on the Enterprise. Will it be nude or not? Worst, episode Manhunt, where she expressed two Antedian assassins. Where she expressed? What does that I mean? I remember that one. Uh, incorrect on both accounts. Uh, everything is the worst. Everything about Loxana is the worst. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. I find her charming. Do you? I find her charming. Yeah, but I'll tell you what I think is... Um, I think the Loxana only gets better with every episode. Okay. I think um, the more, the, like, I'm going to put her with um, Charles Winchester as being the best episode. Where she's like, you can't go back to your home planet oh, and, yeah, get, that was and pretty get good. killed. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. And he was like, but it's my way. And she's like, your way's dumb. Um, I always, I never think about this episode, but the one where um, she, like, has a mental breakdown and confesses to drowning her Troy's baby sister or something. Oh, I don't remember sister. that one at all. It's crazy. I'll like, block that one out. Yeah, it's... Um, I don't like that. Uh, let's see. I like the... or, or I, I have a mixed feelings about the episode where um, she becomes a Ferengi sex slave for like 30 seconds. Right. Then I'm like, ugh. I don't uh, want to see my heroes fall so low. Um, I will say that that episode has got the best Riker and Troy outfits. Yes. Maybe in the whole series. Hands down. I'm sick of this game. Of course. Now that you are losing. Larry Pontius writes in. Hey! I don't think he's Admiral's Club. Larry, I think he's listened to our podcast two times, and one of those was when he was on it. Riker, beard or no beard? Beard. Yeah, deaf beard. No even. I mean, the no beard, you get the nice little chin dimple, but with the beard, I feel like as Riker's beard grows, so grows his erotic power. Um... (laughs) It just un- unspools. Like... He's got a lot of questions about Riker. Um, FMK, Will Riker, Thomas Riker, Riker's dad. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, I gotta give this some serious thought. Um, I think uh, it, in that order, F will marry Thomas, kill dad. Yeah, me too, uh-huh. Me too. I was just coming around that way, Charlie. Correct answer. Isn't it funny that we would rather marry Thomas Riker 
than the more ambitious and and uptight Will Riker. It's just that we know what Will's gotten into. Yeah. Who's Will's gotten into <laughs> over the last five six years? It's true. Thomas has been in a uh, you know a monastic phase cave. Also, Thomas would be so grateful for any touch at all. I wouldn't feel like I would be disappointing him as a lover. <laughs> like, oh, thank God, yeah. somebody, uh, human beings touching me. Also, Megan, I did rewatch a little bit. I, I kind of scrubbed through Double Trouble or whatever that episode's called. What is it called? It doesn't matter. He does not play the trombone again. He just gives him the trombone when he leaves. I added that. You know what I think it was? Is I rewrote it to make it better. Right. Right. Because it would be so much better. Well, if... All right, so here's my pitch for it. What if they they go down to the thing, they go down to the planet, and they're like, oh, okay, great, here's the computer, blah, 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 blah. And they hear a trombone coming from a cave, and they go find it, and it's, it's Thomas. Love it. What if he he leaves the ship and he's like, "I miss my old cave life." Um. And then he goes back to the cave. He's like, "You know, it's better here. It's less complicated now that I got now that I got old Boney. That's right. I don't need nothing else. Just me and Boney." This, this is my trombone wife. <laughs> um. We're gonna be very happy together. Um. I really appreciate her spit valve. (laughs) Wow. Because if you were asking me if I liked what you were playing, then the answer is yes. If Riker was a shorter man, Larry goes on to ask, what would be his weird way of getting into a chair? Oh, definitely frog hop. Definitely he would squat down. Squat down and right. with his mighty Riker thighs, just pop up over the top. All right, land squarely in the chair. I can't argue with that, boy. And this is, I think, our first piece of fan art. I'm going to post this to our new Instagram account, guys. What? We have an Instagram account? Yeah, we do. Um, wow. Would you like to know what it is? I sure would. I mean, the only people who listen to this podcast are, uh, have been followed by it, <laughs> so it's just—it's just Set Phasers Pod. Oh, makes sense. Short, sweet. If you go on there now, you can see a couple pictures of Data, a picture of Picard, uh, and our picture of our last guest, Tony Thaxton. Boom. Now is as good a time as any to unveil our surprise. Well, we got one. I've not heard this myself. I asked Tony Thaxton, I said, Tony, in light of our synth discussion last week, would you take a stab at recording a Hilarian opera <gasps> song. And this is what he came up with. He's called a TNG synth. <laughs> just has a new ringtone and it's me and it's that holy that's outstanding cannoli that was something tony thank you that was outstanding it was as um terrible as what was on the show oh listen it had pathos it had feeling it definitely it had, had pathos 
pathos. It had pathos. It had the pathos. It had pathos. Saxton's pathos. <laughs> Which is also my new band. <laughs> Uh, so yes, uh, thank you for that, Tony. We'll post that. Um, I don't know. Maybe that'll be an exclusive download for Sidface to fun listeners. It is awesome. Now, speaking of art created for the show, Admirals Club member Jason McCullough Admirals has created something so beautiful. Um, I'm going to post it to the Instagram account when uh, this comes out. It is glorious. It is glorious. I don't even want to say what it is. It's just glorious. It's. I think it's a thing that you once you see it, it's going to burn onto your retinas and you can't unsee it anymore. That's right. And it will become a part of you. That is correct. Um, so look out for that. <laughs> Holy cannoli. I also retweeted it. Yeah, you did. So that for my my Twitter followers who are not listening to the podcast, which is the majority, will be like, what's happening? Right. And the answer, you better listen to my podcast, you jerks, if you want to know what's up. We have a low conversion rate for followers to listeners. <laughs> it's almost like they've heard our shtick and are full. Yeah. They're like, I got it. I, I, know, what you, I know what that is. <laughs> I don't... Uh, I don't support their, their methods. Um, no, they're completely wrong. Josh had a big question. He writes in. Now, here's another FMK. Ooh, I love these. Guinan walks on a Barkley. It's so easy. That one's so easy. I don't even have to see his answers. I know, already know what the correct answers are. Yep, you do. Yeah, of course I do. You marry Guinan. Yep. You fornicate Loxana. Yep. You kill Barkley. Yeah. It's not hard. Can you imagine what a terrible lover Barclay would be? Um, I mean, terrible. He has no empathy. He has no um, dexterity. No confidence. No confidence. The three things that you need for a pleasing end of your evening. <laughs> or beginning of your day. I don't want to say how you roll. My point is, those three things are the three most important things that you need. The, and he is... He's run low on EDC. The old yeah, EDC, boo. yeah. Um, that's how he answered also. So, correct, Josh. Good work. All right, well, I think that closes the old mailbag. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Admirals Club. And thus concludes our listener mail that our phasers were sent to. What a charmer. <laughs> so, I, I rewatched both the Double Trouble episode and... Another one. But I want to bring up something about Double Trouble. This is the one with Riker and his twin brother Thomas. Yeah, Double double Riker. Got it. Riker, Will Riker, is so immediately mean and dismissive of himself. Yeah, he's a total D-bag. And nobody ever goes like, Will, chill out. Why you gotta be so mean to yourself? Why do you gotta be mean to yourself? Is this really about Thomas Riker ignoring... Your orders, or is it about you looking in the mirror and not liking what you see? I'm locked in with the man in the mirror. Ah and then, of course, Troy is the only person who is, you know, could help him, but she's off 
getting down. Good for Troy. You know what I'm saying? Because look, if you wanted to be, when Will and Thomas are side to side, you realize that Thomas is awesome and Will's an old fart. He's a wet sock full of farts. And who wants to be with the wet sock full of farts when you could be with Thomas, who's cool and he plays the trombone better than Will does? It is implied. Um, sure. Yeah. But I think it's fascinating because you can see, like, this is, must be how Will talks to himself all the time. Like, Will, who's so smooth, who's so ladies' man, who's so wonderful, is really, like, in the morning looking at himself in the mirror being like, be better. Quit being such a wet sock of farts. Just a wet sock of farts. He's just hard on himself in a way that he doesn't have to be. If only Will could see himself the way that we see him. Right. It's like that for everybody, right? Yeah, boy, so true. Why are you so hard on yourself? You don't know. It's hard out there. Let's get right into our most popular news segment. I think you all know what we're talking about. Megan's corn report. start preparing for these like i i know that this is coming now and i should start preparing for them you should have some corn news i should have some some well-researched corn news well let's see where are we charlie we're at the end of january how yeah megan uh-huh how's the corn oh, the corn oh the corn won't shut up they're so excited um it's currently 50 degrees here in iowa which means a the apocalypse is coming b corn's getting perky Corn's getting ahead of itself. Corn's like, hey, is it springtime? It's a time to germinate. It's a time for the the um, the sensual lovemaking that is the pollinating. No, corn, it's not. That's global warming fucking with you. So you just go right back to sleep, corn. Just go right back to sleep, and I will wake you when it's time. And it's got to be for another, like, six to eight weeks. So just calm down, corn. What you want to do is you want to stick your head in a bucket of cold water. You want to relax, corn. Is it so? It's fifty degrees there now. Is that uh, that's like twenty degrees hotter than it should be? Oh yeah, it's super twenty to thirty degrees hotter than it should be. It should be like wow. winter time cold. Oh boy. Yeah, and but here's one thing: it's like it's fifty degrees, and then like a week ago it was negative twenty raw temperature, negative twenty. So we're having the fluctuations. So the corn's right. like, I'm up, I'm down, which way am I going? I don't know. Is it winter time? Is it summertime? The corn's desperately confused. And I'm like, listen. Who can blame it? It needs a therapist. I mean, that's right. It's gonna have some. It's I'm confused the by this weather. Tour. It's been. Uh, it doesn't matter. Let's not talk about the uh, general weather. <laughs> um, what? Especially because you're in LA. <laughs> so the corn is confused. Yeah, the corn is having a tough time. The corn, um, but the corn has a good therapist. They're t- good. talking through some of the corn's issues, some of the corn's preconceived ideas about what wintertime should be, springtime. I think it's. I think the corn is on a path to healing. Right. Now, when will you start seeing the little cornlets come out of the ground? Oh, well, that's not going to be... They're not going to, like, sprout for, like, a little while. Like, it's got to get, like... It's going to be, like, late in the spring, and then it, like, like pops up. And is your life constructed in such a way as you can walk out of your house <laughs> and just, like, swipe your hand in a... You pull a husk off of a. Oh, listen! I don't walk out of stalk. my house so much as surf through the husks, like Silver Surfer, 
only it's me, right. and it's just like an old sled. Right. But if I get enough propulsion, you know what I mean? It's like if I get enough, like if I back up in the house and like run, I can just like skate like one of those insects that walk on water, just like skate through tops of the husks, just like foo 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 foo. Uh huh. It's like stop surfing. And you take like a spray can of butter to like, as a right Absolutely. before it Absolutely. launches through your mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 A little bit of a little bit of. Uh, sometimes I like to use the a butter flavored Pam, which I know you probably shouldn't do. Sure. It's got the aerosol going, and you know yeah. I'm not picky. I'm not a. I'm not one of those like gourmands. But I also I do like to uh, have a little salt and pepper too. So sometimes I, I throw that in there. Let me make a suggestion: mm-hmm. is that you just you melt some butter, mm-hmm. you let it cool down a little bit, okay. you just kind of tuck some in your cheek uh-huh. before you go out, and then you're ready to go. Then anything I eat tastes like butter. Yeah. Yeah, I like what you're thinking. It's good. So any bugs I happen to catch would also maybe go down a little smoother. <laughs> this is good thinking. Thanks. Um, any other corn news? That's it. That's it for the corn news. Corn, corn, and corn. And that corn. was Megan's Corn Report. <sighs> ah, outstanding. Um, boy, and more listener mail has come in. Really? From our old friend, El Pontius. Larry. I'm not going to play the theme again. That's all right. Larry asks, is Rikers fit to sit in Picard's chair, or really, is First Officer as high as his skill will take him? I think he gets a command, right? He Isn't does. is the last thing? He does. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, see, Larry, if you watch the show, you would know that's a constant inflection point, which they keep trying to offer Riker the captain's chair, and he keeps turning yeah. it down to stay on the show. And that's like, if Riker, right. why are you sabotaging your career this way? And he's like, because I want to stay on the show. It's such a bummer they didn't spin off. I mean, because TNG, I mean, Deep Space Nine was sort of a spin off. Yeah. But they they really could have had a Captain Riker, Captain Bev, medical MD. That'd be awesome. Uh, I totally watch that spin off. Whose spin off, Megan, would you watch the most? The hardest. Um, I would like to watch the one where uh, Worf um, becomes the kindergarten cop. Yeah. I think that would be charming. Um, or like a Worf cooking show. That might be fun. Right. Anything that right. makes Worf uncomfortable, I'm 100% with. Um, also, by the way, a little bit of a sad, a sad story. Um, the actor who played Alexander passed away. <gasps> Yeah. He's a young man. He is a young man. Oh, hats off um, to that guy. So, um, yeah, it was very, um, very sad to hear. Yeah. Um, I think he died, yeah, about died earlier this month. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. Thank you for your service. Q, Worf or Riker, did Deanna marry the wrong beard? No. I gotta say, I was very excited about the Deanna and Worf possibilities. And I was sorry that it was truncated. It was never gonna go anywhere. Yeah, but, you know, it would have been a few hot nights. would have been some good, a good few months. Also, I don't think there's a universe in which Worf just so eagerly steps aside as he did. No. When he would have challenged Riker to a Batleth competition. 
Yeah, and also, I love Worf. I think Worf's great, but he's no match for Riker when it comes to the love department. I'm a solid no. Worf fan, but there's just no comparison. If Riker were to go to Kronos, he would slay equally. equally. All and Worf would be like, oh, my honor. <laughs> it would not be honorable. He's got the hottest Klingon babe in the quadrant banging on his door, Worf does. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know. Yeah. Sounds risky. Yeah, I don't know about it. Yeah. Worf. He and Jordy just sit around. Yeah, talking about how inscrutable about what, the uh, fairer sex is. Uh, yeah. Come on. Look in the mirror, Get gentlemen. It. Take some responsibility for your own awkwardness and weirdness. Interrogate That's right. that business. Find a lady. It's a big galaxy. Find a lady who's as awkward and weird as you That's are. That's right. That listen. Let that be. That's a heartwarming message to end this podcast on, Charlie. Let us all find someone as awkward and weird in the universe as we are. Correct. Um. Megan, I think that does it for us. Good job, Charlie. We did it. 32 in the um, books. 32 is in the books. Um, we thank you for all your questions. Yeah, you really, you really, MVPs today, Admirals Club. MVPs. Yeah. So, if you want to get in touch, uh, set phasers to funpod at gmail.com. You can tweet us at setphaserspod. You can now get on our Instagram business with at phasers pod uh and hopefully this episode will be out before the end of time (laughs) i did my part (laughs) you did i plugged in the thing you gave me (laughs) i'm so excited to listen to this and uh really get into it uh that does it guys um thanks for listening yay see you later Hello everyone. I suppose you think that nothing much is happening at the moment. <laughs> well, that's what I want to talk to you all about. Endings. Now, endings normally happen at the end. But as we all know, endings are just beginnings. You know, once these things rarely get started, it's jolly hard to stop them again. However, as we have all come this far, I think, under the circumstances, the best solution is that we all just keep going.